I'm Michael Sean Harris, and you're listening to Mike's Moment Of, a weekly podcast in which I, along with my guests, share our various interests in moments of inspiration, truth, life, technology, culture, and more. I hope you're entertained and informed, and that you feel inspired to join me again and again in my Moments Of. All right, so welcome to another episode of Mike's Moment of... I'm speaking with a really, really good friend of mine who I haven't seen or spoken to in many, many years, uh, Tatiana Diversa, but also known as Trinity Devi. And I'm going to ask her about that name. She's going to explain all that um, where it comes to uh, Tati, uh, Trinity. Is uh, She's a gong master and uh, she's a Kundalini yoga teacher, uh, Ayurvedic practitioner and a vi- uh, vibrational healer, probably among other things. But we're going to get into all of that stuff. Um, this is so cool. Uh, so should I refer to you as Tati or, or Trinity? Which one? Trinity is fine. Yeah, it's okay. Trinity. Okay, so Trinity, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so happy to be here with you, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Really happy to, to, to be talking with you about this. This is really cool stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to, to dive in and, and hear what it's all about and how you got into it as well. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when we knew each other, we were in an ice skating show. Yep. I wasn't skating, guys, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> but, but but Trinity was a skater, uh, uh, you know, and um, we spent a good three years in friendship and in touring and in traveling, um, and it was just it was really cool. It was really wonderful to to get to know you over that time, and I'm so glad that we're still in touch. So <laughs> thank you, thanks so much for agreeing to this. Yes, yes, no, it's my pleasure, and I, it's so fun to reconnect again. Yeah. So how how did you transition now from from skating skating uh, into into holistic healing and and mindfulness and and all that stuff? How, how did when how did that happen? Yes, um, it, it's interesting because I think that was always a part of me. Um, it was just not a part of me that took um, precedence in my life, and not a part of me that was really that I shared much, you know, um, uh, with others. It was more of a, of a personal personal thing. But I've always, in regards to health, I've always been really connected to things that were more natural and holistic from a very young age, really. And in regards to sound, um, you know, I've always been connected to sound uh, initially from you know, in a form of, of course, dance, you know, and that, but that was really um, an important part for me because it was how I could really connect, um, you know, through the movement and through my body and through music, really connect to something uh, beyond my body and beyond uh, um, uh, this realm, let's say. So it was that was always really a part of me, just not a part of me that I pursued uh, in a in a public way. And and okay. then after um, being on the road for so many years and finding myself in a more 
uh, structure lifestyle, let's say, you know, then slowly I just began to, to search for uh, specific things that were calling me, began with the healing arts, you know, learning uh, more about okay. energy healing and, and, and that then taking me to vibrational healing in which all, all sorts of healings that we think as far as, you know, not just the energy through the hands, but also uh, energy, anything that carries energy, which would be light and sound, it's all vibration. Um, and so entering that aspect of vibrational healing and finding a deep connection with sound again, you know, and really uh, uh, remembering that um, from a different okay. perspective. Yeah. So are, are there some some basic underlying principles that you start with when you're when you're even studying or exploring these things uh, and, and and then heading towards being a teacher or a practitioner? What are some of the underlying principles uh, for, yeah. for sound and for for light? Yes, so there of, of course there are many different paths you know in in this uh, in this pursuit, let's say. Um, but um, I think the, the, the most basic principle of all this is the understanding that everything is vibration, everything is energy, um, that what this reality that seems so solid uh, for us, it's actually a vibratory reality. And, and then when we begin to, to deepen into that through all sorts of different spiritual practices, really, and, and begin to open the mind to accept uh, life beyond the visible, you know, then, then we can enter and appreciate more the realms of, of, of vibrational healing and, and sound healing. Okay. I because I mean even with my with my my I guess spirituality my spiritual practice my religion uh you know there's that that big concept I mean of course that we're all one you know they were all yeah. connected but also that um everything including everything that we see everything that's visible started in the invisible yeah. so it started from a vibrational point from a spiritual point and then and then the manifestation is what you can see Yes, absolutely. And, and then beyond vibration, right? Beyond, because when we understand, you know, uh, vibration and even let's talk about sound, right? Sound, it's very obvious to us how it is a vibration, right? If you're singing, it's in your vocal cords, there's a vibration that's creating right. the sound. Uh, but everything is a vibratory frequency. And, and then through, so basically everything that, that has frequency is all it's it's sound and it's light so sound has an aspect of light to it and light has an aspect of sound to it and it all all relates um but another deep principle uh, that is also the you know an underlying very basic principle of working with this it's understanding even beyond the vibratory field so when you are saying you know yes in religion uh, most religions and most spiritual practices come from that principle that yes it begins with the subtle with the invisible and it manifests into the visible but as we think about the invisible i mean obviously sound is invisible um you know and and yet it's very material already yes because our ears can pick up that 
Um, and, and there's different, you know, there, there's already a sense of materiality, but the more and more subtle you go, there, there, there are layers and layers of more and more subtlety. And when you can follow that to its very origin, what we encounter is silence. It's emptiness. Uh-huh. It's the void, right? And so everything comes from the void and goes back to the void, which means, and, and this is where we find the unity, really, because we all come from that same source and we all end in that same source. We all reunite to that same source. Um, so the more and more you, you, you search to perceive the subtle, the closer you get to this understanding that uh, there's really, um, it, it all comes from zero. It all comes from, from nothingness. And it's so miraculous and it's so beautiful. You know? It leaves me in incredible awe to life itself. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's 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 so profound. But it's really cool. I mean, and I and I'll tell you why cuz you said you mentioned about the silence and and again, I've I've been I'm on this uh I'm doing a course uh, for teaching with my with my my church, my yeah. business group. And and there's a whole section just about the silence, about 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 um entering into the silence and and realizing that unity and that oneness. And uh so th- I mean this just speaks to it perfectly uh, so uh, I'm, I'm so glad we're doing this i keep saying that um <laughs> okay so okay so let's 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 deal with some of the different types of the different practices you have and the different types of therapy um which one would you would you start with which one did you start with uh, so if you want a little bit of my timeline journey let's say i i began sure. um well, there, there's one one side that is a part, right? Which is was my natural inclination to natural healing and natural, you know, nutrition and all that, which I kind of cultivated throughout my young years, and and which, um, you know, was kind of one track, let's say. Um, the other track was when I began to really dive into. Uh, energy healing and learning more about that. So we began with that. Uh, through that journey of searching, also I found myself uh, in yoga practice um, and and experimenting really with many, many types of yoga uh, styles, let's say, and f- kind of finding my home in kundalini yoga and and the the strength of kundalini yoga was really um the practices there really brought me into into deep contact with my energetic field um and from there being able to explore that even more um and i i noticed the more i was practicing yoga the stronger the healing was becoming you know just from Okay. From that aspect of cultivating my own energy, uh, you know, very consciously. Um, in Kundalini Yoga, I was also presented with a deeper understanding of sound because the practice carries a lot of chanting, a lot of studies on, on sound itself. And, okay. and so I began to explore that more. That's also how I was introduced to the gong because it's an it's a normal practice in that practice to 
to use the gong for the relaxation, for, you know, um, bringing, uh, ending class with, with gong. Okay. And, and so the gongs really spoke to me deeply. And I began to to focus on that and looking for uh, you know a teacher and 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 really dedicating myself to to sound in general. Uh, you know, yes, I play singing bowls and tuning forks and different things, and I I use other types of vibrational healing objects too, like crystals and you know different things. Okay. Um, but the sound of the gong was really uh, a big pull for me. And so I basically specialized in that. Um, of course, okay. meditation um, and is a, big, is a big part of my practice. And, and with coming into yoga and, and, and meditation and all these aspects of Eastern philosophy, let's say, Eastern uh, knowledge, uh, I also uh, became uh, acquainted with Ayurveda, which is basically the Indian uh, health science, you know, is a medical science, uh, very, very ancient, based in, in India. And, and so that track of health and nutrition kind of was called also, you know, into, into Ayurveda. And Ayurveda is a very vast science that almost... Uh, encompasses many of the things in which I, I, I work. Um, so it seemed like a natural coming together also. Yeah. Okay. Did that, did that, so, so that would you say you a good, good idea? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I got an idea of the, the timeline. Would, would you say that the, the, the Kundalini yoga practice was, was kind of bringing you into alignment with, with, with that, with that healing, with, a with your, your, I guess your healing, um, with your potential, I guess, your healing potential. Um, yes, yes. In a way, what it did for me was really help me refine my connection with my own energy field, with my own energy potential, let's say, right? And learning how to, how to relate to my own energy in a more conscious way and not so much uh, such a casual, casual way, you know? Um, okay. Yeah, okay. it, it, it's like, you know, because sometimes we think about these things and, and I see actually a lot, there's, there, there are many uh, people who are trying to do healing and, and all this, but perhaps don't have so much knowledge about their own energy and, and how, how it works and operates, you know. So there is a way that you can be a vessel without worrying too much about uh, let's say cultivating your own energy, but when you can cultivate your own energy, you can empower that vessel so much more. And this is okay. what I learned with Kundalini Yoga was how to uh, how to really uh, be in command of my own of my own energy and how to cultivate it in a way that can serve um, instead of just chaotic, you know. So with with the like the, the layman when they think of yoga they think of of poses but you mm -hmm. you were saying that the, the kundalini yoga has a lot of chants as well so is it a combination of of poses and chants or is it more meditative with the chants um, yeah, how does it look how does it it's everything it's actually a very different practice uh, than than what we perceive as as the mainstream yoga let's say 
Um, nothing wrong with that, by the way. I don't mean to offend anyone. I'm just um, just saying to 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 show the difference, you know. But it's a practice where uh, the postures are not uh, held uh, for for periods of time, like maybe you would do in hatha yoga, and it's also not a flow just of poses. What we do, we do use poses, but with poses, we use a lot of rhythmic and repetitive movement with uh, oftentimes uh, breath patterns or chanting and and which uh, which begins to, you know, it takes the practice becomes very turned in, very internal. Um, and sometimes it can be physically challenging too, but is is definitely very meditative and um it, it, it's just uh using really the whole vehicle of the body uh you know with with everything including its its energy field and 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 moving the flow of energy with breath with chant with movement with you know the repetition and the rhythm uh also creates a lot of the flow Yes. Okay. And then, and then with the gong therapy, um, going to that, how how does a session or a practice of that look? Uh, is it is it one gong? Is it several gongs? You know, is uh, it is it just a practitioner who's using the gong, or are the people who are who are in in the the session as well also participating on that level? Uh, yeah. Well, that that's a good question. So there's of course there's many levels to which you can you can work with the gongs. No, and so a session like a healing session like someone who comes to me let's say because of course there's many different ways you can you can work with all this but someone who who comes to me i would work with them uh on you know with some vibrational healing meaning healing through the hands uh and you know different types of sound instruments and it would be more of a relaxation right in which i you know what people usually give me as feedback is that they feel more their energy becomes more aligned and, and clear when they leave you know so they would be relaxing and i will be playing the gongs uh for them i i play multiple gongs at once uh and i work okay. with, uh, planetary gongs which also bring a whole other layer of different frequencies and and um what what's what's planetary gongs so planetary gongs are gongs that are uh, attuned to the frequencies of each planet so there is uh, wow yes yes and so then you can actually begin to work with these archetypal energies of the planets um to facilitate (laughs) you know certain certain uh qualities of of healing Here's a short sample of the planetary gongs being played from the Overnight Gong Concert of February 10, 2018, found on the Trinity Devi YouTube page. So that's one way, right, that I work like in a one-on-one basis, it would be a session like that. In a group, um, it would, you know, the way I use the gong would be either in a yoga class during the relaxation time, I will play the gong. Or I do workshops where we go into deep meditation and also gong, you know, relaxation. 
Um, but your okay. question was very, very um, important because yes, when you play the gong, the gongs are having an effect on the player also. And this is a, a thing that if worked uh, with consciously, can also be a form of, let's call it therapy, just for the lack of a better word, um, you know, but it can be a, a form of, of, of personal work, spiritual work, okay. depending to the level of awareness you bring to, to the work. And this comes into play with the trainings because I train people to play also. And so when they begin to apprentice with me, um, their work with their gongs begin, becomes a very personal uh, self-work where the gongs right. are playing and, and working for, for them, you know? So, right, right. yes. So, so it can be either. It can be just receiving or it can okay. be playing also. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that's cool. And and is it a similar thing with the bowls and with the with the with the tuning forks, um, or is or is that slightly different? Um, it, it's similar in the sense. I mean, especially singing bowls, they have a, a, a similar quality in the sense that they bring you. You know, when you hear these sounds, um, they're very resonant, natural sounds. That that uh, if you if you really listen. You may almost be able to hear the sound ohm coming from them, you know. Right. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, so the way I look at this is that these are instruments that have such a primordial sound in them that can actually bring you to to that very core place, you know, to that very core sound of creation itself, right? Right, you come right. very close to source when you open yourself to these sounds. And that's why they're so right. powerful. Now, of course, singing bowls are beautiful, and I work with them also, but um, the the gongs have a, a quality to them that, first of all, they're, they're powerful instruments, and their sound, the resonance that they create is, is really massive, you know? And, and they have this layering effect. It's almost like a fractal effect of the sound, you know, dividing itself or, or you can call it dividing or multiplying. I don't know what would be the, right, you know, right. but uh -huh. multiplying itself into, into overtones and overtones and overtones, which is right. this effect of really a fractal effect, which is also bringing us to the source of the core uh, of the nature of the universe itself, because we live in a fractal right. world. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the gongs so, have have a power. There, to in my view, and of course, it might be a biased view, <laughs> but, but they are they are uh, more powerful and and have more penetrating power in in regards to the mental field. Because okay. the mental field is really the the part of ourselves that needs to open, that needs to let go, and okay. and the the guns are, are very strong um, and and very capable of overtaking that field and and opening it up. Okay, 
I, you, you had mentioned about the overtones and stuff. So it might, it, it's a, I guess it's a similar effect to, you know, a group of monks doing the overtone singing, uh, you know, going from the funda- fundamental and getting all those different partials going in a, in a nice big reverberant space, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it's also that, I think, I feel like it's almost that, that, that same feeling. Um, and you also mentioned Om, and I mean, that, that, that sound is so common among different practices, even in the Christianity, where, I mean, Amen is coming clearly yeah. from, from Om, you know, uh, you know, so um, people who are looking for healing, I mean, I mean, without giving secrets away, um, what, what are some of the, some of the, the situations and conditions that people have come to you with that they, that they feel that they need to, to to come and get this kind of a healing to move to a next step or to to correct or progress yeah. from yeah so so it's it, it's interesting because it, it's um of course this is not like a medical science where i can say not that i, I think the medical science is you know fully capable of that either but it's not like i can say <laughs> you know that you come to me with a disease and i can cure the disease you know it it, it doesn't right, work like right. that but what what the practice of vibrational healing really does like i said you know you you come and you open yourself to to a frequency to a vibration that is bringing you back almost as close to source than anything external to you can go, right? Because ultimately healing happens through the self and you're the only one who can really heal yourself. Nobody, I don't even call myself a healer because um, I don't believe that anyone can heal us. You know, there, there are situations right. that can facilitate your own healing mechanism to be engaged but we we are the ones doing the healing and so right. when we talk about the sound bringing us to a point where uh, it really um, brings you into that resonance with something so close to source there is a relaxation there is a letting go there is a almost like a surrender to that, mm-hmm. you know, to, to that space. And in that space, much healing can happen, right? And, and in a more scientific way, you can even say, you know, it's like you, you come from out of a fight or flight uh, state into a more uh, rest and restore state. You know, your parasympathetic nervous system takes over and that is when healing right. happens um so it's more like that you know it's facilitating an environment where the body feels finally at home and at ease and safe to do the repairing work that it needs and that can be physical emotional spiritual you know it, it works at, at all levels of um of your existence. So people come for different reasons. You know, some people may come with mm-hmm. a specific complaint, other uh, physical complaints. Other people may come because they need emotional relief and or or right. energetic alignment. You know, so so it depends. Sometimes I find it really helps um, clear um, psychic. Psychic and psychological debris, you know, in a way. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And but it can also be very helpful in a physical uh, way too. Right. In that way, I would also work more specifically with with the hands and with the you know other other tools. Um, okay. But you know, it's also helpful as far as integrating certain things. You know, I've even had people come because maybe they went to you know some you know, plant medicine journey or whatever. And, and they're having a hard time integrating back into this reality after whatever, you know. And so I've received feedback that, that the work with the sound and with the gongs ha- would, was helping them to reintegrate their structure, you know, back into, into okay. years. So there's many, many reasons why people come. Okay. It can be as okay. simple as I just need to relax. To you know, there is a mm-hmm. lot going on, and and yeah, yeah. I've experienced people really like uh, healing, not healing necessarily, but like really experiencing and integrating even like ancestral uh, ancestral issues, you know, or ancestral karma, however you want to call that. Mm-hmm. And, and expressing that, right. you know, they would get visions or whatever of, of old stuff that needed to be clear. That okay. To, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, because I hear you say a lot, it's about returning to source. And I guess, in a sense, it could be remembering, you know, who we are originally, this, this spiritual being. Yeah. Uh, because we go through life sometimes, you know, collecting all this baggage, yeah. either from other people or from th- our reactions to things. And and we forget, we forget really that, you know, we, in our essence, we are spiritual beings. And so sometimes these practices can help us return to that state, that original state and that, and that, and have that memory come back and kind of give us a reset, even, even if it might be temporary, but, you know, for some people. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very important. Okay. All right. Right. So we, so we were talking about numerology, right? Yeah. So numerology, in a way we can, we can think of numerology also as a form of vibrational uh, healing in a way. I mean, not healing necessarily, but but vibrational science, let's call it, right? Because it it relates to the vibration that exists in in numbers. Numbers are symbols, and all symbols carry vibration. You know, we we tend to think uh, about numbers and about uh, even alphabet letters as just that they just represent this one idea, you know, of quantity or one idea of a sound, but they are, they are frequency holders because they are sim it's a symbolic language and, and anything that is symbolic, any symbol carries frequency, carries a vibration. Mm -hmm. So numbers, um, you know, I work a little bit with uh, two two types of numerology. There's the tantric numerology, which is related to the Kundalini Yoga uh, tradition and practice, and there is the um, uh, tarot numerology, which then the numbers relate to the tarot archetypes and different uh, symbologies there too. And okay. it's a it's. You know, numerology is also very vast, but the way I approach it is is it's simple, and and the idea with that is just to see, you know, just like astrology or just like any kind of um, 
symbolic language like that, that first there is the realization that you are not defined by the numbers uh, in your birth date or, or in your name or anything like that. Uh, in, a, in a system of archetypal energies, uh, we all have all archetypes available to us. Right. 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 We may have natural tendencies to utilize a few archetypes more than the others. And that's what the numerologists show us is what our tendencies are, you know, that we may have a tendency to be more uh, focused on this way of being when really the okay. reality is that everything is available to you. Right. So it helps right. us uncover that. And, and through that, then we can, we can, kind of learn how to see our blind spots and our shortcomings and, and how to open up to, to engage more and more of the archetypes that are available to us. Okay. Yes. So what are the, the sources, like, like, like what numbers do you use? I mean, you mentioned birth dates and your names. And are there other, other, other aspects of your life or you that, that you, that you reach for to, to get those numbers uh, that you use in the, in the reading? Um, so the birth date, uh, these are important numbers because they show you kind of your, your original makeup and, and tendencies, you know, and then you can use like the current year uh, we're in okay. together with your birth date. And that kind of shows more or less the, the challenges or, 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 you know, life happenings that may be coming toward you. And again, it's nothing defined as, you know, it's not divination in a sense, you know, it's not that. It's just uh, seeing the energies that are available to you to utilize that, you, okay. you know. And name also carries some vibration, which the name, the vibrations on the name are usually connected with, with your skill sets, with the, with the, the um, you know, your gifts and, and the things that you bring to, okay. to this world. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the way you explained, you explained it, 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 for me, it sounds almost similar to, you know, those personality tests that they give you when you, when you go to a, when you're at, you know, at your job or somewhere mm. and they come up with these, these titles, these INFP or whatever, INFJ. Uh, and it's all these personality tests. But when you look at them, you realize that, yeah, well, there's aspects of me in all of these. Uh, but, yeah, maybe this one is stronger. And, you know, this one might be second strongest. So it sounds to me almost like a similar kind of thing because you mentioned archetype, archetypal stuff as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, some people think of it as, as, as so very esoteric. Mm -hmm. But really, I mean, I think in a sense you're using other, other, you're using other forms of it in day-to-day -day life and in, in commerce and in right. business all the time. Um, without calling it that, you know, right, <laughs> so, right. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, you know, so how it, it is esoteric in a way it is mystical and, and life is esoteric. Life is mystical. Life is true. mysterious. You know, we want to be so pragmatic about life, you know, <laughs> like I think we know <laughs> and understand what it is, but I think to be able to live life with, with a, with with a, a sense of of wonder and mysteriousness makes us so much richer you know and 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 if we really inquire within ourselves 
if we really know the meaning of many things, we will find that we, we really don't. We pretend to know, but we don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, okay. So, all right. So, if someone wants to get into the into one of these practices, mm-hmm. um, how would how would you suggest they go about it? Um, you know, go find a teacher in a in a in a country somewhere. Can they do it online? Can you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So here comes the shameless plug. Of course, <laughs> they can contact me. Uh, yeah. No. No need for shame. Plug away. Plug away. <laughs> um, I do teach. So in regards to sound healing and and um, the gong. I do teach and I do have students who are not local uh, to me. So, you know, they can't participate online, but besides, you know, what I offer, uh, yes, you want to find teachers. You want to find somebody to guide you, you know, and, and just in a way to, to, you know, to, to get yourself going. And, and what I find in this, in this path of, of the mysterious and this path of the uh, spiritual practices is that one thing will lead you to the next, you know, and you will always find yourself where you need to be. So don't be too okay. preoccupied. You know, if the thing, if the teacher or the thing that you're looking for seems impossible right now, you know, find what's closer to that. What, what, you know, and and let the path open in front of you, um, because then it, it does, it does. And as you grow, the opportunities come. And and you know, there's that old old uh, saying. You know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. The teacher right? will come. And, yeah. and it is yeah. like that. So look look for a teacher. And and begin somewhere. Just start. Just step onto the path. Okay. Yes. All right. And and if they if someone wanted to do a session with you, they could also reach you. What through your through your website? Yes, um, my website trinitydevi.com. So trinitydevi.com. Yes. And and you can do it. It doesn't matter where they are in the world, depending on the session that they that they want. Yes. So for learning, it really doesn't matter where they are in the world. Of course, for a healing session, there is some things I can do remote and then other things are a little more challenging, you know, of course. Okay. Remote. So then we can we can assess those things. Okay. Okay, great. So is, is, are, are there any other practices that you are you yourself are looking to to get into or to discover more about? That you that we didn't talk about today. Is there anything else that you're? Um, well, I explore many many things. Like I, I'm always exploring new new avenues and new things. New te- I mean, not new teachings, but you know, looking at all the different uh, teachings. I I think um, not for a sense of variety, but for a sense of richness. And and I think that's important. Okay. You know, to not be caught on trying to. Uh, be on a, on like seeking variety because the the spiritual path doesn't it's not concerned with that you know one practice right. one thing can take you there it doesn't matter what matters is is uh, how total you are in 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 your pursuit um, but you know I like exploring from many angles because that gives me richness of understanding so i'm always i'm a seeker and i'm always seeking i'm always <laughs> on the search 
I'm in Miami, so through my website and anywhere they are in the country or the world, um, there are some some things I can work that with them with. And okay. otherwise, I mean, you know, there 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 are other practitioners, sound healers, and everywhere. And begin, you know, okay. begin also with the practice of some kind of yoga or or, or physical spiritual practice that. Um, mm-hmm. that is bringing you to yourself, you know, and okay. it, it's right. important, you know, if you have a religion or a spiritual practice that you follow, that is good. And if you don't, uh, then it's important to, to find something you can resonate with to, to bring you to yourself, to bring you inwardly. Okay. We spend so much okay. time focused on the outer and and in the inner is where richness and and right. the mystery of life really is revealed. You have you have recordings of uh, uh, available like if someone wants to use that with their practice like uh, of your gong. Yes. Do you have recordings? Yes, I do. And where where are those? They so there is one recording that's available everywhere: Spotify, uh, Apple Music. Um, it's uh, my latest record i think i put out maybe a couple years ago a year or two ago called transcendence you can search trinity okay um and then i have a couple older recordings which are available on itunes they're not on streaming um they are purchasable on itunes yes Um, okay and i'll just search for for uh for Tati, uh, for uh, Trinity Devi. Trinity Devi. I know, I, I keep calling you. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know me, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Trinity, I, I mean, this was this was awesome. I, I really thank you so much for doing this. I'm, this is really cool. <laughs> I appreciate this, and I, and I hope I'm I'm hoping that that the, you know people who are listening. Um, will find something that resonates with them and, and maybe something that they can try and discover for themselves and, and maybe even get in touch with you. So thanks yeah. again. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for this, this chat. It was a delight and I'm so happy yeah. to connect again. And I hope, yes, I hope this is helpful yeah. for, for many people. <laughs>